Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open. Hi, guys. Uh, Today, a continuation of our intrusive thought series. Uh, We're going to talk about I need it to be this way, which is tied to control. So you don't live this experience. (laughs) I live it, I think, every day. Yeah, I don't have this intrusive thought because maybe I have other intrusive thoughts that are more prevalent. But tell me about what of the I need it to be this way? Is it like I need it to be this way? <laughs> like things happen to have to happen? <laughs> part of I- it part of it is this experience of needing to feel like um things should happen in a in a certain not not so much order, but that they happen, right? So that there is a, a flow. X thing's going to happen equals Y. And then this thing we will have as a result. Ooh. So you're, I can totally see why your brain doesn't function like mine, where it's like orderly in that way. Oh, right? yeah. It's very linear. So when there isn't a resolution or um, something that feels like it's being solved in some way, it is so unsettling for me. So I ha- so then the the thought comes up that it's just like okay I would feel so much better if we could just let it close out completely and not just leave it open ended. I get it. I totally hear you. So Ugh. it's about the first thing that popped in my mind is about chaotic energy. Yeah. Like I I'm very I'm kind of chaotic energy. Yes. And it's really funny because in our relationships when I when our in our relationships our one relationship <laughs> We work together. When I come with you at you with my chaotic energy, I can almost instantly tell that you want to punch my face. It's like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Because it, you come at it and it's, you just, you're full force, like, mm-hmm. where I am more like, take a step back. Let me think about this. Let me go about understanding what it is that you need here. <laughs> Okay, so what happens for you when someone comes in with chaos? Like, wh- um, what's the – something what, about so order? What comes to mind immediately is the – one, I feel like this anxiety in my belly, like, immediately. And then if that's not there, then the next idea is it should be this way. And the should be's are not only from me. Like they're coming from other other places, other conversations. So then they just kind of live there on the shelf. Like you should be doing this. You should be. You should be. And then I'm like, I'm trying my best. So that just creates more chaos where I'm trying to like clean up my desk to make sure things are where they need to be so that I can function. Everything. Somebody just comes in and like swoops across it and like removes any kind of semblance of order. So then it becomes that's where it becomes intrusive that I'm, I can try to focus. And then it's like, Oh, well, I live this. I can't believe I say that, but yes, I live this. Is your house clean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I try to keep it clean. Yeah, I mean, my house is clean and I live with someone. I feel like we've talked about this. You have some energy like my husband. He's Mm -hmm. like, why are you so messy? Like, and I'm like, why do you need everything to be in its place? So what does he say? 
no, I don't understand it. This is why it's a marital conflict, right? Yeah. This is why I'm that, I'm, I'm giggling because it's it's obviously bringing up emotions for me. But I I'm coming from a perspective where I don't have that compulsion or it is a compulsion. I think a lot of people relate to this as a specific compulsion from a me yeah. like helping you perspective. I'm I always tell my husband he's a little like OCD about he does not have OCD. Look, it can it can start it can start from that. Like it's an easy task, right? The house may need to have some order, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Something needs to get done. And for me it's like it should happen when you see that it's messy. You should clean it up. And I can see it and it immediately is going to get my attention. I'm like, "Oh, look, the living room is a mess. I should clean it up." And then uh, my fiance can come in and he, completely blind to it, like completely blind to it. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm busy, I'm doing something. I'm like, you know, could you go clean up the living room? He's like, why? It's fine. And I'm like, so I, there are like two things I want to hear about to make myself, help myself understand where you're coming from. One is you're starting to give me a sense of how much you think about this. I want (laughs) to hear about all that. Like, whoa, where do you have all these thoughts? Cause I think that what I'm realizing is that you and my husband, like people have these thoughts in a lot more places than we, as your, like, I don't have that intrusive thought partner. I don't realize how much this kind of thinking is in a lot of different spaces in your whole life, right? So how, how does it affect your life? And, and the other part eventually I want to get to is like, where does this come from? Like, help me understand. <laughs> okay. So so how, how does this affect your life? Like, how it, what is happening for you? <laughs> I would say that it affects my life in more ways than I think I would have imagined. Until you ask me the question, right? Like where it shows up every single space where I'm in. Everywhere, everywhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's work. It doesn't matter if it's relationships, school, e- everything. It, there is a constant. You got to give me more than that. Give me uh, examples. Like, let's say I'm at work. I have 10 things that I'm supposed to be doing. Not necessarily I have to get them done today, but in my mind, I've already created a somewhat idea of the 10 things that I have to do this week, I'm going to do two on Monday and and spread them out, right? But of course, that is all nice and well, if nothing else interferes. (laughs) Um, But that's normally, that's not how I like, like, so if there's like 10 things that I'm planning for, and in that I'm also considering, oh, I have a life outside of work. I have to also think about my needs, my fiance's needs, my the needs of the home, all that. Then I'm like, oh, well, then I'm starting to juggle. Everything is juggled. <laughs> this is this is the chaos that exists. <laughs> um, okay, so when I'm juggling, I know that I can I can move things around enough to 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 meet all these things. But then if something doesn't go the way that I think it should have gone, then it's like a wrench in there. And I'm like, what does the wrench do? Do you just sit and think? Like, No, no, I wish I would just sit and think. Um, sometimes I can get angry. Sometimes I will feel saddened by the fact that I have 
I spent time preparing, but not preparing enough. So then it goes back to feeling guilty that I shouldn't, maybe I should like relax more. So if, when you talk about like your husband, right, my fiance would say the same thing. He was like, you just don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal. And I'm like, it is a big deal because for you, it's not even evident. Like it's invisible. But for me, I know that if this one thing doesn't work out this day, I'm going to have to figure out how to pop it in somewhere else to get it done. I also hear, though, you have like a personal judgment about it, that somehow if you weren't able to anticipate or control that situation, that it was also your fault. Like a personal failing. Sometimes I feel that way. Not always. Do you get mad at yourself or at other people when things don't go in the order or the way that... I would say 80% of the time I will get mad at other people. I will not vocalize it 80% of the time. Mm. And then the 20% is on me. But when I do feel the need to vocalize it, it is not, well, you know, this thing didn't happen. (laughs) Okay, so because as a supporter person or like the person next to you, I've had people in my life like this. And one of the things we often think is, you want to control me or do make me do things that I don't operate like that, mm-hmm. but you want me to operate like that. Mm-hmm. And it feels like <laughs> fundamentally changing my personality. Like, yes. But I also understand that, oh gosh, it's, oh man, it's really funny, right? Because one of the things that my husband just cannot let go mm-hmm. is why I put my purse down in a certain spot. which seems so ridiculous to me like why does it matter where I put my shoes or why does it matter where I put my purse there's a reason why does it matter how does this matter for you right because but and it sucks because in the end I think a big change that I can do is just do what he's asked make but you don't do it what happens is I do it but never in the timeline he wants or sometimes it feels magical. Like, I did put the purse where you wanted, but apparently I didn't per- put it in the place that you wanted in the way that you wanted or okay. something like that, you know? And I try to understand what aspects of the way that you guys are thinking, what kinds of order is important or how do I understand what's important here? Is it the <laughs> timeliness? Is it it's- the way it's done? Is it the what? For me, it's tied to all of it. All of it. Yeah, it is. It is. I I, I can't. That's some chaotic energy. <laughs> what the hell? Look, let me tell you why. Okay. If, for instance, in this example, we're going to go with your purse. Let's say it's my fiance's um backpack or something. There's a place. There is a place in the house for his backpack. If it's not there, what may happen is... Then he will be like, where's my bag? Where's my bag? I can't find my bag. And so I can't be in his environment when he's going through this chaos of trying to find things without trying to help and being like, well, and I have to bite my tongue. I would have totally be like, well, if you put it in the place where it was supposed to go in the first place, You wouldn't be looking for it. But I'm like, I don't know where it is. And be like, how come you don't know where it is? So then instead of owning the fact that he's misplaced it somehow, then it's on me that I didn't 
managed to know where he's put this random thing. Mm, okay, so that's the key because it's your responsibility to have managed his thing. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I have that irritation mm -hmm. when my husband says to me, hey, do you know where my keys are? Because is that a gender thing? Do men? I, I mean, I've literally talked to my husband about this because he will look at the fridge and be and look in the fridge and say, where's the milk? And I'll be like, yeah, have you looked in yeah, the fridge I, I for the know. milk or hey, where are the boys shoes or where where's this or whatever? And it's funny because I'm wondering if he I used to think that he blamed myself, but now I'm wondering if he blames himself. Like when he asked this question out loud, where is the milk? Where are the boys shoes? Is he actually speaking to you or speaking to himself? And speaking about his own yeah. irritation that there's not enough order in the house that he would just know yes. where these things are. I right? would say part of it is tied to that experience because I uh, something like some, which you could totally be as like is so trivial. Like I will have scissors. I have scissors at my desk. I have scissors in the kitchen. I have scissors. Okay, <laughs> shut up. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> and so if you, if, and this has happened where I, I go to go get my scissors from my desk because I know they're at my desk yeah. and they're not there. Yeah. And I'm like, where are my scissors? And they're like, oh, I use them. So why don't you put them back? Yeah. Oh. I don't know where they are. So now then more energy, I have to use more energy, go and find these damn scissors. It's not, a, it's not a huge thing, but it ends up accumulating with little things, little things. And that's where my mind gets chaotic. So the more that I can, and that intrusive thought comes in, cause it's like, well, it, it should be this way so that it just flows. There's no. And for the audience, I need to let you know that I'm giggling because I'm <laughs> uncomfortable because I recognize that as a polar opposite of that yes. intrusive thought, I'm causing the people in my life incredible Chaos. distress. Yeah. And it makes me laugh. And I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm just laughing because I'm recognizing how much pain maybe I've caused people in my life. No, because everything you say, I hear, like, my fiance has said those words to me. It's like, you have to accept, like, I am not an orderly person. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But you can try. You can try little bits. This is okay. I understand his personality. And I think this is yours too. When you talked about I'm a failure yeah. and you talked about I'm never going to get it done. He has this urgency too. And, and maybe that's part of the orderliness of it, right? Because you have a sense of all the things you need to accomplish for the day. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> You have a sense of, 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 of the ideal way you see the day going. Yes. And, and you spend a lot of time in your head planning this out. Yeah. Because there's some part of you that enjoys organization and the comfort of it. And I don't that, think I enjoy it. I think it's not. You need it. Yes. Yes, it's an enjoyment in that it doesn't cause like distress, but I need it for it to feel oh this is interesting because this is where it's an intrusive thought yeah because you need it otherwise it brings you anxiety right because otherwise i'd just be like ah i don't care it'll it'll get done and it and i can't like you need it what do you mean like it's, it's gonna get done when is it gonna get done you don't you have all these other things so even when i don't like let's say i don't have a lot of um i don't have a lot of work i'm just supposed to be like relaxing it's supposed to be relaxing yeah <laughs> and I'm like, well, I could be, I, I, well, I should, well, could I, could I be doing this? I, uh, and so I'm like, no, 
Just sit here and watch TV. Oh, he has this too. You feel like you have a responsibility to be productive? In some ways. Yeah, is? in some ways. It's just the idea of being able to like just knock things off the list and be like, oh, I don't have I, I don't have to do laundry. It's done. I don't have to wash the dishes. It's done. And it then it gets to a place where I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? And I can't. I can sit in that space and be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna read a book, which I did. Yay. And then what will happen is something else, normally outside of me, right? Like whether it's my fiance or some other situation, I'll be like, you know, we need you to act here. You're, you're really good at, at making things happen. Go. And then I'm like, oh. And so then it just starts again, that cycle of just trying to figure out managing blah, blah. Okay. So where do you think? I think this is where I feel like it's important to really understand where this comes from. <laughs> Dude. To understand even more how the intrusive thought leads to a need that, if not met, makes you horribly uncomfortable. One, I think it's a learned behavior because I've, I've caught my mom doing it and I'm like, mm. mom, you could just sit. She's like, no, there's stuff I should be doing. And so that's that that's one. There's stuff <laughs> that you should be doing. Yeah. So I've tried to break that down and, and understand it a little bit more. I don't know if for her that came out of her experience of being an immigrant in the in this country, right? And like making sure you're always providing for your family. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of there. And then for me, like if you take it, you know, you, you go in further, then I'm like, okay, but you are providing, you're doing what you can. So then I'm like, where I've asked myself, why, why does it do that? And, and in part, I think it's because of just the, my personality that I have consistently, either I have a goal or I'm trying to, I'm always in forward motion. I don't know where the hell I get this. I, I swear to God, I don't like this. but this idea of like continuously moving mm -hmm, forward mm -hmm. instead of stagnating. I, I and that, that might be the underlying thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of intrusive, we've been talking about intrusive thoughts and behind and underneath intrusive thoughts mm. are these other weird expectations that we have about ourselves. I must be moving forward towards some goal. Mm -hmm. And if so, if some chaos ensues and I was not, a, I was not able to move forward on the thing <laughs> that I had mm. planned that I'm no longer moving forward. I'm either moving backwards or I'm stagnated. Yeah. And why does that kill you so much? <laughs> why know. do you have to be moving somewhere? <sighs> what happens if you're not moving somewhere? One, I don't ever want to move backwards because if I move backwards, then it's, um, I haven't learned anything. That's what I feel like. If you're moving backwards, then for me, I have not taken the experiences that I've had to then improve on those so that I don't experience them again, because probably they were not good experiences. So then they're tied to negativity, hurt. So I don't want to experience that again. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, where did that come from? Partly, I think... Um, because that's a lot of expectation. Yeah, that's yeah, there. that that is a lot. When I hear myself say it, that's a ton. God, 
I mean, you were just talking about scissors. So <laughs> it went, I mean, and this is um, why the power, I think of intrusive thoughts is so compelling, right? Because in our everyday lives, it's the scissors, but behind the scissors is mm-hmm. this feeling that if you somehow weren't moving forward and learning from your experiences that. Yeah, I'd probably be hurt by something. That you'll be hurt by something. Yeah. What's interesting about this is like, uh, this isn't a new, it's not a new thought. Like this idea of um, stag- stagnating. I have no idea where I heard of that word. And I'm telling you early on, I used to read a lot. So maybe it was through reading, you know, like middle school. And so that word has come up. And when I heard that word, I was like, that's my word, yo. I do not want to stagnate. If you stagnate, then what is that? It's like... When you were little, did your parents or someone tell you you needed to be the best of the best of the best? No. No? Okay. That's not They it. didn't. They didn't tell me that, but I think it was part of what my experience was. Because when I came to the United States, I was like five and a half. Mm-hmm. So then I started school here. So I knew Spanish... I didn't, I don't remember ever writing in Spanish, but I knew Spanish came here and I immediately started English. Right. Mm -hmm. And I picked up English as if I had been my first language. And so I started reading really well. I started doing really well in school, not in math, (laughs) but in reading and writing and stuff. And so that was just honed. People were like, Oh, look at that. You're really good at this. And they would push for that, Mm. right? So I think part of that experience is what has led me to be like, you look, you could always do do more. (gasps) That's so interesting. It was like the dopamine of the of the reinforcement of people telling you that this is how you're so good is that you were always me before. My husband really can relate to this, I think, because that's his his childhood. He had a little bit of um he had some whatever that helped him to be a good student mm-hmm. in school and everybody would that was a lot of positive reinforcement for him so then okay though this is yeah. very interesting that that was <laughs> it like i could be a good person like i'm fine mm-hmm. being a good person that's great right but the positive reinforcement that i received consistently yeah was just like the next thing and so not only is it evident like through my parents who of course, they were like, oh, that's so great or whatever. Maybe but my teacher, yeah. this new society yeah. you were living in. Yeah. Man, so it shows up in different ways even now. Like, it's important for me to feel like I've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tie that to, like, the sacrifice that my parents made, right? Like, so if I'm not exceedingly doing well, then... I haven't, I haven't done enough to show them like, yeah, you've let people down. Yeah. You've let yourself down. You're a failure because the scissors <laughs> weren't in the right place or the right order. It stagnated your forward progress. Yeah. And Dude. therefore you're a failure. Damn. Yo, man, I've been seeing. Okay. So let me, let me connect this thought to some of the things that are happening because you see some of the things that come up on TikTok or whatever on on um, Insta where people are like, if you were the child that was reading your parents' legal documents and translating them and things like that, you know, like that's trauma. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It never got to that level, but there was an expectation that that is something that I could easily have done mm-hmm. or interpret this thing and make it understandable enough so that we know how to navigate this space. Mm. Are you also the oldest? No, I'm the oh. I'm the youngest. Oh, what? Yeah, that's interesting. I I'm feel the like youngest. this is normally too a very like oldest. Yeah, but my brother thing. is not like. Oh shit. My brother is a great guy, but no, no, but my brother, he's, he wasn't studious, you know, he wasn't for different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know how, when you go undiagnosed with like ADHD or something like that, you're like super, super smart and the teachers think you're a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. That's my brother because he would finish things early and like be hanging out and, and. Oh, but he's finishing them early. Yes. He's finishing stuff early. But he doesn't feel the responsibility you no, feel no, that no, no, when no. he finishes something early he immediately goes to whatever he wants yeah you put 500 more things you're supposed to do before you ever get to relaxing yeah. and then even when you get to relaxing you add more things you're supposed to do yeah then you can't even relax yeah i'm getting no, better my husband is a hundred percent like that that yeah. is so fascinating i'm getting better at being able to be like i need help yeah and I need help in these ways. So, oh my God. Wait, you I need just help? had an epiphany. How did it jump to I need help? Wait, wait. Because, because where I am trying, I am trying to not allow this intrusive thought to interfere and me taking everything on and feeling a responsibility for it and things like that. Then that's where I can then shift and say, you know, this X thing that has to be done. I can't do it. Mm. I need your help. Oh my gosh, there's something so important here. And I know it because it's at the center of fights that I have. Wait, I just need to ask if this is what he means when sometimes he tells me an accounting of his chores. I do that. Oh my God. Okay, so there's something here because part of it, I can't tell if he's trying to ask for help, but he's like, okay, today I did this and this and this and this. And then sometimes I think he's asking for a thank you. I'm like, what do you want a cookie? Which is not what I should be saying to you. I know. Yeah, I don't want to thank you. Or I'm like, are you saying you're doing too much? Are you asking me to pitch in more? And I don't think that's what he's Uh, saying either. I don't think that's what he's trying to tell me either. And now you're talking. I can feel that. And I'm starting to realize that the words that came out of his mouth, that something's happening here when yeah. he's like, I did I the do dishes, that. I did the laundry, yep. I did the shoes, I did this, this, and this, and this. So what is, what's happening when, when you I do that? When I do that, I'm like, look at all the fabulous things you did today. And on, on, it's more internal. You had the 20 things, you knocked those suckers, bang, 20 things, you got them done. And then I get to this place, I'm like, I am doing everything and my partner's not doing enough that's where i get that's where i get so i say so i ask for help and then they're like well i do stuff and i'm like if we actually created a list um you would probably do like four things and i've done 107 Mm -hmm. okay this is so interesting because i feel like a lot of moms feel this way yes uh women because we are really efficient yes yes. we run a house my husband is more efficient yeah. and does run run the house and I've let him I've leaned into that. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, you just let it be. But 
it feels like it's more than the tallying task it, it is. and the burden because I don't want like I don't want my partner to tell me thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Right? Like I appreciate it. What I would want is being able to not have to direct him to be like, could you do the dishes? Oh, you know what I just wondered? Yes. When you create a list of a million things you have to do mm-hmm. to always be moving forward towards mm-hmm. some progress, you just sound exhausted AF. Yeah. And so what you really need in your brain is relief. Yeah. yeah. But your brain is basically telling you that you're not allowed to have that because then you would be stagnant and not productive. Yeah. Which would mean you were a failure. Yeah. And that is exhausting. Yeah. Like and that's why you're irritated. I I get and angry I get irri- and accounting yes. and and tired and wanting someone else to step in and maybe approach your chores at the zealousness <laughs> by which you order your life. Yeah. Because then you would feel like you were being productive as a unit. But if but yes. if I said if you were married to yourself and you had your whole world laid out for you exactly the way it was supposed to work out, would there ever be an enough? No, it'd probably bore the hell out of me. So see, part there's of, no good enough there. No, there isn't. There isn't. I know I have that ex- that thing about expectations, but when when you what you're saying though is really important because it's not for me. It is not about feeling appreciated. Like I feel appreciated. Thank you. Mm. It is about you being able to provide some relief without guidance for it, without me prompting you to do it. So that means that you also have to pay attention, but that's really hard to do because this guy doesn't, it, his brain doesn't work that way. Yeah. So unless I tell him, hey, could you help here yeah. with this X thing, then it is going to be invisible to him. But what you really, really want is to feel like you can relax without being a failure. How am I supposed to do that? Tell me. No, but I'm asking you. Is that really at the root of that intrusive thought? Is that underneath it all, if if I relax, I'm a failure. So I cannot relax. (laughs) I cannot take a break because I'm not moving forward. I think I have to allow myself to feel that this is partly where this radical acceptance comes in, where I am trying. I'm really working on this. Okay. Really, really working on this. To say, you've done enough here. That's it. Don't overload. Walk away. When you say you, yes. you literally mean yourself? Yes. Okay. Me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have, you yes. have done enough. Yes. I you've have done, done enough. enough. Walk away. Walk away. Accept it for what it is. The dishes aren't done. Okay. The laundry isn't done. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm trying, I'm really, I'm trying to do better for myself because I know that that mental overload becomes overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. heavy. And so when it becomes, it gets to a point where I can't function, then that that's what happens. Like I can't do any work. I can't do anything for myself. I can't do anything for my partner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. One last thing. Okay. So one of the things we've discovered in couples therapy is that my husband has that thought that you have, but his final judgment statement in his head is if I don't do all these things, 
his a big fear of his is that it means that he's a bad husband. What's your completion to that sentence? If I don't get all these tasks done, if I don't accomplish these things, I'm a bad what? I don't know. You're just bad? Yeah, I I think I'm a fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a fabulous to to be wife. Um productive member of society? What? I'm okay. Uh I'm I'm letting something I'm letting somebody down. Mm. That's I'm my thought that comes someone mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Who are you afraid to let down? Everybody. Everyone. Uh, everyone for real? <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> are you really afraid to let everyone down? No, like everyone, everyone that, you know, that has some sort of. That matters thing. to you. Yeah, yeah. But yo, those are a lot of people. Yeah, that. but that's, that's the answer that comes, that comes up. I'm letting somebody down. After all these intrusive thought things, we just need a hug. But I am doing better. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me so that we can close this out with yeah. like some some thoughts for you to walk away with. I am doing better. I am trying to not allow that intrusive thought to to just like flare like a monster. Mm-hmm. And the way that I'm doing that is, God, I I sometimes. And what's funny is my fiance will say this. He was like, I just wish I would hit you upside the head and be like, stop it. It's not that big a deal. And so I have to do that for myself, yeah. right? To be like, stop, let it be. And then going back to things that I've learned throughout this year, especially like, you don't always have to share your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I just yelled at my niece about this because she, oh my gosh, yeah. yes. You don't always have to share your opinion. She has to say something so that maybe in the hope that saying it, people will somehow surprisingly or miraculously (laughs) do exactly what she expects to happen. Oh my gosh, I have to go talk to her about this intrusive thought. Okay. Um, I don't have to say something. I don't always have to share my opinion. I don't always have to say something. Sometimes it's okay to just let it be. Let it be. Let it be for what it is. And you can only control yourself. That's the big one for me. Mm-hmm. I can only control how I'm thinking about it. I can only control my actions in this. I can communicate my needs, which is very important. But at the end of the day, if my needs are not being met in some way, I still have control of how I'm going to react to that. Okay. And maybe I'll add one more, okay, which go. we explored today, which is... It's okay to stop. It's enough. Yes. You have done enough. Because what's hard about letting go of the control is yeah. it still has this dynamic of I'm, I'm doing or someone else is not doing. But mm. what, it, what you have not given yourself credit for, for things need to be this way, is actually to say it can be this way. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Like my brain, is. it's very hard to get to that. It can be. It, it, it can is be. enough. Yeah, yeah. It can be this way. And the way that is, is enough. Yeah. So I will say this. If you're struggling with this intrusive thought, you're not alone. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not alone. God, man. I have to say, I, I have to give myself credit, right? Like, I'm trying to do good. Just yeah. trying. Yeah. 
it takes us 35 to 45 minutes to process through one thought. It takes months and years to actually undo and practice these things and the way they affect our behavior. So I hope these series have been useful for people to hear what it takes to break down the layers of how our intrusive thoughts affect us and where they come from. And as part of that, you know, keep on fighting in the open. Thank you.